I'm not wearing my glasses and everything feels really weird. <laughs> Where's my glasses gone? I went to work this morning and drove to work without my glasses. Um, I've lost, I've not lost them, but I don't know where they are. That is the definition of lost. This is Sheer Isolation. It's presented by Kieran Moore in Trowbridge and John Ponting in Cricklade. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us. This is Sheer Isolation. Uh, I'm John Ponting in Cricklade, and the man at the top of Sheer, Mr. Kieran Moore, is over in Trowbridge. I'm in Trowbridge, and I've not got my glasses. Do you do you not have a spare gla- set of glasses? I have, but I lost. You know the the little bit goes on your bridge. Oh yeah, they broke off in the mosh pit at Narwhals at Two Thousand Trees about four years ago. <laughs> so they're not really great to wear. I thought I lost a pair of glasses at Trees and I only just found them last week when I was clearing up my work bag and they were in there. I didn't take my work bag to 2000 Trees, so I don't know why I put them in there. Now it is queer as folk, John. Yeah, indeed. Well, the uh, purpose of this show is to highlight and promote um, where people lose their glasses. And if you've got <laughs> time, we'll also talk about the local music and art scene uh, across the west of England. We're going to visit the second part of an interview we did a few weeks ago uh, this week with a chap called Johnny Black. He was a guy we were speaking to who was press officer for bands like the Beach Boys. And when when they were not quite in their prime, when they just kind of passed over their prime, hadn't they? But he was working <laughs> with um, working with some very impressive names. And we didn't want to lose all the other stuff he'd been talking about. So um, today he's going to be talking about his time at, um, when they were developing and launching Smash Hits magazine. He's such an well, arsenal of amazing stories. Yes. What yeah. a guy. <laughs> and he just lives amongst us, just in our midst. But Kieran, have you um, had any musical events happen for yourself? Yeah, so we have, we had a bit of a crazy show at the weekend. So as you're aware, we do gigs at the Village Pump or the Pump in Trowbridge, which is a building situated behind the Lamb in Trowbridge. So we've loaded in Saturday afternoon and we're setting up and we're sound checking the bands. And I'm sad to say that somebody has a heart attack in the main bar. They closed the pub and we're basically sat there going, Oh, can this gig even go ahead? You know, what's going to happen? Are they going to just shut the pub? And they did reopen the pub about three hours later, just in time for doors. We we ourselves were meant to be at the town hall in Trowbridge, but we had to shut because of the Queen. So we moved the gig to the to the pump. And it was all just everything last minute, very stressful, awful circumstances. Uh, but we did manage to pull uh, victory from the jaws of defeat. It was an absolutely sensational gig. And probably or possibly going to be one of those light bulb moments where everything clicks and people get it and, and, and sort of the kids get it. If you're on Instagram, check out Carsick and Sheer Music and check out all the people that came to the show and all of their videos, because it's hard to, to put it in into words. But it was just ballistic. Well, I, I can honestly say I didn't have anything as eventful happening in my weekend. So let's move straight on to our first track, Ooh. which is a band called In Air. I don't know them, Kieran. Who are they? So In Air are from Bristol. They are an old rock band. And this is a song called Chemicals. And the reason we've chosen this is that they are playing the Vic as part of the Swindon Shuffle. So Swindon is apparently, I don't, I, I can only go on what their, their word for it, but it's apparently the largest free multi-platform music event in the UK. So things like Camden Crawl and et cetera, et cetera, all have a paywall. So you have to pay to get in. This is legitimately free across the board all the venues put on staff and that and pay for it themselves and it's an opportunity for bands to showcase the swindon music scene and it's huge it crosses loads of venues in town but in air playing the vic uh, for sheer music along with nerve endings and some other wonderful wonderful bands um so this is in air and a song called chemicals 
tune it is called chemicals it is by a band called in air uh, one of the bands playing at this year's swindon shuffle i went to the shuffle last year kieran and it was um i went into the beehive and the tuppany which are not massive venues i know considering we were still relatively uh, kind of coming out of covid and we've been free it wasn't lockdown time but it was certainly the busiest biggest crowds i've been in for a very long time so i'm, I'm hoping now that we're uh, a year further down the line those uh, those venues are equally as crowded and uh, with far less anxiety amongst the uh, patrons. Let's hope so. Um, I have no doubt it will be. I know a lot of people are going to the Beehive this year, so especially on the Sunday for the shutters. You're not supposed to pick a favourite venue, are you? But I do. I have a soft spot for the Beehive. It is a great place. <laughs> uh, it's a lovely pub, atmosphere, wonderful stuff. It's a nightmare to watch live music. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who decided to, to to bring bands into a pub of that shape? But, hey, it, I don't know, it just works for me. It just works. It just works. <laughs> It's not dissimilar to the Southgate Advisors, in all honesty. <laughs> mm, true. Have you got any product placement this week? So I complained to you a while back that I bought loads of records and they just didn't come. Um, and one of those records was a band called Bimboy, which is Tom Weeks from Narwhals. 
and they were due to open or play support with Karthik at the weekend. And so the day before, I was teasing them saying, I could have just got the record off you at the gig, you know, la ha ha. The morning of the show, Saturday morning, look what comes through my door. It's not a cat. It's Bimboy. I've seen the band twice, okay? They've only played six gigs. Two of them are in Trowbridge. It's the only venue they've played twice, obviously, as a result of this, having played six gigs. Um, he's done a couple of solo shows, so it's even rarer to have a full band show. I watched the gig. I've seen this gig twice. I put the record on, and I knew all the songs. I, like, I know this. I know this. I've literally heard them twice. That's how catchy and rememberable they are. And it's got a picture of the cat on, on the vinyl, so that, that always does it for me. I was one of, the, one of the first to to order it. I also got a free screen print poster of the album artwork. If their music is as pretty as the kitty on the front, then, then I'm in. It's a sort of folk Americana, very accessible, lovely stuff. Really, really great. Cool. Cheers for that, Kieran. Let's move on to our guest for the week. So this is part two of an interview that we started playing a couple of weeks ago, and it's with Johnny Black. Uh, Kieran, do you want to remind us uh, who he is? Because you, you've known him for a while, haven't you? Yeah, so Johnny Black is a um, journalist. He's a journalist. And he lives in Devizes and he actually retires, um, but he do, does still sort of do stuff um, in his own time. But yeah, Devizes based music, he's just obsessed with music, really. And I've been to his basement where he's got all of these reference books, particularly on the Beatles, uh, which is just fascinating. But yeah, Devizes based uh, journalist. His son lives in Bristol and is a real super guy, too. So all runs in the family. We'll, we'll go over straight to the, the interview now, but I would say if you want to listen to part one of the interview where he's talking more about his time as a, a press officer and working with people like uh, uh, Tommy Wynette and the Beach Boys and a whole string of names, um, you can go onto the social networks, just look for Sheer Isolation, just go back a couple of weeks and you'll find part one. But anyway, here's part two. Tell us where you are, because I think you're in your basement and I think I've been there before and it's an incredible space. This here is my basement where I have worked for the last two 20 25 years i don't know if i can if i turn the camera around like that does that help yeah i can you we're seeing it all we're seeing it all these here in the right behind me these are my diaries personal um, diaries. My personal diaries yeah wow. which which i've been keeping since about 1974 oh incredible and, uh, anybody that wants to write in them can write in them but i i'm the i'm the main writer and then these are all rock and roll encyclopedias and what have you. And I have had the pleasure of the tour of your basement. Yeah. I have seen you have pretty much every printed book on the Beatles. Is that correct? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's not, I mean, you know, I do. I have great admiration for the Beatles. They wouldn't be my favourite band of all time. But, yeah, people seem to have a, an unlimited appetite for books about the Beatles. So I have shelves which must be, what, 12 feet long? Um, one of the shelves has nothing on it but Beatles books. You would have thought by now there's nothing else that can be written about them. What more can be said? Yes. Paul McCartney is a nice chap. I can confirm that. I've interviewed him and he's a lovely chap. Um, but, yeah, what else can you say? We would normally say to, to, to somebody, the guest, like, what's been your most favourite thing you've ever achieved? But, I mean, you've got a whole host of things you've already gone through. Surely that can't be beaten. Being the Beach Boys press officer was pretty special. But, yeah. again, you know, as as I went, oh, I, I should, can I, can I relate a Clash anecdote? Oh, no, please do, please do. Because <laughs> <laughs> when I arrived at CBS, I, I was, you know, a little ex-hippie, basically. 
And uh, I can remember going into the, the, the CBS press office and Joe Strummer popped his head round the door and he said, hello, uh, you're, the, you're the new press officer, aren't you? I said, uh, yes, yes, I'm, I'm Johnny Black. And he said, I'm just going out to get sandwiches. Would you like a sandwich? <laughs> and Str- Joe Strummer, this horrid punk rocker, went out and bought sandwiches for us. And really nice guy. Wow. I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously his foundation, his legacy lives on to this day, but mm. we don't achieve that without being a super top person. So I, yeah, I believe hopefully. you sincerely. Hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> most of the, that, that, that's the interesting thing about musicians. You'll have found this doing what you do. Most of them are very, very nice people. Most of them um, are, yeah. Yeah, the, the, you know, I, the only ones I can remember who I did not take to was Tammy, uh, not Tammy, I like Tammy, <laughs> um, the New Seekers. Oh, really? Didn't like that. Didn't like they just they would just seem to be business. You know, they just seem right. to be. Oh uh, well, no, we we get it. You know, money is to be made, but at the same time, we yeah. can do it in a, in a nice, a legitimate way. Yeah, uh, let's hope so. Let's hope so. So, uh, so what brought you from from London to Devizes? You say you've lived in Devizes for twenty five years. So it's the mid nineties, mm. the height mm. of Britpop. Why did you come to Devizes? I didn't get away from Britpop. <laughs> Not a, not, a mo- not a movement I was very fond of. No, fair enough. <laughs> I've, all, I've always leaned towards America anyway, at the best of times. But, well, in, be- in between, when I left CBS, my wife, Carol, was working at the BBC. She, she was making programmes like Points of View and things like that. Okay. So she was earning enough money to support me while I got established as a music journalist. Uh, which I did by dint of you know, walking around to various offices and saying, please let me write for you. And uh, luckily got into Smash Hits, which was just starting oh, then. I don't know if you remember Smash Hits. Yeah, I remember but, Smash Hits. It was a pop magazine. Smash, little pop magazine and, and a, a very clever idea put together by David, David Hepworth and Mark Allen, who people might remember presenting the whistle test and things like that. And they had this very clever idea that the rock press had become too much stuck up its own posterior. <laughs> and, they, and they wouldn't write about successful artists. And the Smash Hits guys thought, well, hang on a second. There are millions of people who love these successful artists. Yeah, sure. They love, they love their Phil Collinses and, and their Rod Stewart's and whatever you think of them. Lots yeah. of people love them. But the music press wouldn't write about them. So they had this idea, let's, let's start a little pop magazine. Uh, and it was phenomenally successful. And, and so what year then, was that? That would have been the early 80s, I think. Yeah, okay. The late, late 70s. But I'm trying to, think who, who, trying to think who I interviewed for Smash It. So it would have been Howard Jones, people like that, the wow. Human League. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Um, it was that era. And uh, one of the staff at Smash Hits was a young fella called Neil Tennant. No way. Yeah. And Neil, <laughs> Neil, of course, left Smash Hits and went off to form the Pet Shop Boys, and everybody's going, ah, Neil, daft bugger. Yeah, um, sure. you, you daft fellow, Neil. And, um, uh, well, who's laughing now? <laughs> and he showed us, yeah. Absolutely. So, so but then Smash Hits uh, birthed Q Magazine and Mojo Magazine because basically the audience got older. Yes. And Dave Hepworth and Mark Allen and, and the, people, the people who started the magazine thought, hang on, we could we could actually have an older magazine, a magazine for older fans who also will be prepared to read about Rod Stewart. 
Whereas the NME and the Melody Maker just didn't take that kind of stuff seriously. So, you know, those magazines were were very clever commercial moves. Well, I didn't, I see, that's that's brand new information to me because I did not know that's where they came from. But I Mm. was, when I worked at Discovery Records and I was doing all the um, marketing and press and all the rest of it, I used to, Q and Mojo were big, big hitters for us. And I got yeah. a lot of success from Mojo, particularly Mojo. I went to their offices in London and I used to buy them all biscuits and go and have coffee with them and pitch <laughs> records to them. Basically, you filled them up with bar fudge, they would write anything you liked. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's, that's how the music industry works, isn't it? Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, were, they were an amazing, amazing team because they had, they had respect for music and they enjoyed music, but they weren't going to forget who their audience was. Sure. Important. Very, very important. Okay, so um, so let's just get, come to present day then. So have you retired from music journalism or are you still keeping your, your toe in? I retired about two years ago. I still maintain my website, my yes. kind of rock and roll website. God, that shows how old I am, but I still call it rock and roll. Um, <laughs> I, I still, mean, still maintain the website. I still keep myself try to keep myself up to date with what's going on uh, but of course at my age it's mostly who's just died you get old and what what you do is you talk about how ill you are and which of which which of your favorite artists died most recently <laughs> um but do, do you still go to gigs you still enjoy music not really i mean i mean I, yes i still enjoy music I've been to so many gigs in my lifetime that unless uh, unless I hear an artist doing something and I think, oh, I'd like to see them, yeah. I won't I won't go out on spec. Right. Um, but uh, you know, I do still see. I, I I even write my own songs. I mean, you know, I, I so I still love yes. doing music. Um, just tell us about your website and about where people can access the information. My website is called www.musicdays, M-U-S-I-C-D-A-Y-Z dot com. Yeah. And it started because when I, when I was at Q and at Mojo, I used to do a lot of historical features for them because that's what they were interested in. And I suddenly realized we had these things called computers and I could, I could log all the information that I was using to do a thing called Time Machine on, for Mojo. Which I, which I started, uh, which I was invited to start, and I got it going. And that was kind of a historical thing about what happened at any particular month. So, so I realised... On this day in 1956. Yes, so exactly, yeah, on this yeah. day. I was putting all that stuff into my computer because I thought, oh, this could be useful to me in the future. Wow. And then eventually, eventually a friend of mine said, you do realise you could turn this into a website. I mean, you were playing the long game there, right? even realising it. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's 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 up there now, and you can go in there, and you can um, you can pick any day from musical history, or you can pick a location. You you could pick devices, or you could yeah. pick London or San Francisco. I have used it. <laughs> yeah, and basically you can search music history in lots of different ways through through that website. Well, that's incredible. It's big. And- I can't thank you enough for all the effort you've ever gone to because I've definitely read a lot of your work in the past, even without even realising it. So well, right, to the, right to the end. Right to the end. <laughs> <laughs> right to the end, every time. 
But then to, to have you on my doorstep in, in Devizes when I was doing gigs was just, you know, an absolute pleasure and a real, you know, a godsend. You know, you, you turn up and you start doing these things and things exist and you don't realise and they all start coming out and it's just wonderful. And I've been doing it 20 years now and, you know, what we have, in, in certainly in this area, it's quite special. So um, mm. you're a part of that. But yeah. Thank you ever so much for coming to tell us all about your music. I think we could probably chat all day, to be honest, Johnny. We could probably turn this into daily radio session, probably, <laughs> talking about your history and your anecdotes. And, and we can, we can think, we can think about. about that. What a lovely chap. He certainly lived a life, hasn't he? Yeah. It's great talking to him. I really enjoyed that interview. We would normally play a track um, out of the guest, but because that was part two of the interview and Johnny didn't pick two songs, so... I'm going to play a, a track now, which is connected to this news item, which is about uh, local singer Jazz Morley. Oh, um, yeah. You know, Kieran? And, um, I, know I know Jazz, yeah. Um, no, the last time I saw Jazz, I think she was just playing piano at a, a friend's, um, uh, like, we, uh, what was it, some kind of barbecue or like an afternoon party, and she was just there playing piano. That's the last time I saw her, which was years and years ago. Obviously, she's been still gigging and she's still recording. She has just released a single where she is doing the backing vocals and all the, the secondary vocals on the new Streets single, Brexit at Tiffany's. The, the Streets have been around for quite a while, haven't Or he has been recording for, for many years. So, so this new track, Brexit at Tiffany's, um, this is it, featuring our, our very own Jazz Morley. Very cool. First hour of the day always gets so much done. So much was undone. The sun came up in London. Over breakfast I had an epiphany. Meet me on Bond Street. You talk like traffic. I'm trying to cross the road. But who wants pedestrian? Black taxis mass. You signal something jumble that I just have to love. You call me Jack the Ripper. I'm so about these gaslights. lights look old they would cast light looking cold if the night wasn't over aimless on my feet like any old james on bond street manicured pavements manicured behavior over breakfast i had an epiphany Meet me on Bond Street, Brexit at Tiffany's, nostalgic for glamour that never happened, put your fork in the ham on a gingham table, pour the assam and spill on the porcelain saucer, I don't listen to music like you do, I listen to the same song over and over, together in leather, in umbrella weather, there's no window dressing us, I can't afford the price, blurry people walk past as I remain staring, like a dirty Diana teapot, let's commemorate us, get the silver engraved in loving memory. Over breakfast I had an epiphany Meet me on Bond Street Brexit at Tiffany's Over breakfast I had an epiphany Meet me on Bond Street Your 
faces of foreign language like an Arabic Rolex. Facades of London meet me on Bond Street. I didn't even know that was on the radar, on the on the sort of horizon to be happening. That's quite an achievement. It really is, isn't it? Jazz is from Bristol, am I right in saying? I would imagine so. I don't actually know. I'm not sure how the connections have happened, but then to team up with Mike Skinner from the streets and to record that single like that. Fair play. When you're in Bristol, mate, all sorts of crazy stuff happens. It all happens. It all happens. Uh, have you got any uh, news to share with us this week, Kieran? The only news I have is today I had a meeting with Alan at Trowbridge Town Hall and it has been decided for many reasons, but particularly to do with the looming uh, energy crisis and lack of money to go around and increasing in energy costs for the organisations that don't have a cap because of staffing and because of pressure points in time, etc., the music program will be coming to a halt at the time at the town hall in Trowbridge for the time being. So the last gig at Trowbridge Town Hall is going to be the Halloween pop punk show with Start the Sirens and yours truly doing a pop punk DJ set. Oh, that's really sad news. But temporary. It is sad news, but it's bittersweet because it's kind of got a positive thing to it. Like we're, we are preparing for what's coming after. So it's not entirely bad, but um, yes, it is a little bit sad. A couple of bits of news I just picked up on. So friend of the show, Kirsty Clinch, who is a performer and a teacher and does all kinds of other stuff on YouTube, really big on social networks, getting kids into her little catchy tunes. Um, her new album, Evolution, has been doing very well on the uh, iTunes uh, charts. Yes, I saw this. This is amazing. Mm. Well done, her. I would say that the chances are that's all been driven by America because she has got a lot of fans in America. Um, so well done, her. Yeah, well done, Kirsty. And the other thing that just caught my eye when I was on Instagram. Now, I am a very big fan of Self Esteem, who is Mercury nominated, and and she's definitely on the rise. Um, Probably would have won the Mercury had it gone ahead. Well, she was favourite, wasn't she? Up against up against Wet Leg and the Nova Twins. I mean, what a what a category to be up against. But anyway, yeah, right. Um, I noticed on Instagram a couple of weeks ago, she was uh, and the 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 singers did a very quick video about the. If you're if you if you're in an unfortunate situation and there's a fire, do the stop, drop, and roll technique, which is like a, a good way of putting out a fire. And this links back to Big Jeff again, friend of the show, guest, yes, guest. Um, now Big Jeff, also Jeff Johns from Bristol, um, was involved in in a horrific fire earlier in the year in his house. He's been in um hospital for, for the majority of the year. But he is now um, kind of pushing this campaign of stop, drop and roll. And he's put out a note to all of his musical contacts, self-esteem apparently being one of them. And people have been recording these videos and publishing them um, as part of this campaign, which is an old campaign, but it's now been driven by Bristol's very own Big Jeff. That is super cool. Mm. Well done, Big Jeff. I think that's it from me, Kieran. Anything from yourself? No, no, no. Is that to say that Spotify is down right now? I can't log into Spotify. It's saying bad gateway. There's no, there's no Spotify. Well, you're just sat there in your void of not being able to play anything digitally, even though you've got about 4,000 bits of vinyl behind you. Uh, I will just say that if you want to email the show, you can uh, get in touch sheerisolation at gmail.com or you can find previous shows sheerisolation.co.uk. Uh, Kieran, thank you for joining me. I know you Absolute you're pleasure, my friends. Meet. It's always good when we can have a little catch up. And in a couple of weeks, we will have an interview with um, Becky Baldwin from many bands. So that's coming up in the pipeline. That's that's already been recorded. We've just not done. We're not allowed to release it yet. 
because it's we're under embargo john embargo i know that that means there's exciting news on it doesn't it it does mean there's exciting news on it so we got so you know at least you got one more show out of us at at the very least (laughs) (laughs) cool cheers for that karen i will speak to you same time same place next week always a pleasure never a chore thanks all right toodles bye bye